Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome to the Cosmo Happy Hour. It's everything you would talk about with your best friends, from sex to celebrity to entertainment. From the editors of Cosmopolitan.com, this is the Cosmo Happy Hour with Elisa Benson. We've all had that moment when our period is late. There's like literally nothing more real than the panic that every girl knows of a late period. So you wait a few days, freak out a little bit, and then finally like drag your butt to the nearest CVS and buy a home pregnancy test. So then there's usually a sigh of relief and an excuse to buy a bottle of champagne. But what happens when the opposite is true? When a pregnancy test shows the magical and scary positive sign? I'm Elisa Benson. This is Cosmopolitan's Happy Hour podcast, and this is my way of announcing I'm pregnant. No, I'm just kidding. But today <laughs> I am talking with women who have all had unplanned pregnancies in their teens, 20s, and even their 40s. Joining me on the panel today is from Cosmopolitan.com sister site, 17.com social media editor, my dear coworker and friend, Ariel Naji. Hi, Ariel. Hi. How are you? Great. <laughs> Thank you for making the time to do this. Oh my gosh, of course. So... The reason I'm so excited to have you co-hosting this episode with me today is because, like, as I kind of gave away in the intro, you got unexpectedly pregnant in your 20s. Yes. And you're a mom of two now. So talk to yes. me a little talk to me a little bit about that experience. Yeah. So I basically found that I was pregnant actually when I was 22 years old. Um, it was like in my late. I was, you know, going on 23, and it was um, it was really scary for me. It was around. It was a very weird period of my life because I, in college, I had just graduated college a few months before, and I was in a long-term relationship um, with someone who turned out to not be the one. Um, And then when I came back home, I reconnected with an old flame who is <laughs> who is now Those old flames never die. <laughs> yeah, and who is now still my, you know, partner, but someone who I've known since we were literally 9 years old and like people like to joke that we were in love ever since we were children. And we reconnected and you know, I was we had both went through really hard breakups and we confided in each other. We started hanging out a lot. We started having sex a lot. Um, And it was difficult because he was a family friend. You know, he had been on vacations with us. So it was awkward for everyone that knew something was happening. Um, It was awkward for my older brothers who were friends with him. But essentially after about four or five months of dating, I found out I was pregnant. So, of course, you know, I got those weird, wow, you guys wasted no time or like very um, weird comments um, and just like, 
it was definitely a scary moment for me because my plans were so, so like completely opposite. I didn't want kids until I was like in my 30s. I wanted to, you know, move out of New Jersey and move into the city. And then I got pregnant and all of that kind of um, backtracked. <laughs> what was it like, the like exact moment you found out? So it was Was weirdly, it a complete shock or was there was, like a part of you that was like, I knew it? I didn't know. I had no idea because I weirdly I actually I was getting a very light period. So I didn't act I I You were did, getting your period. Yeah, it was and I, I got come every to girl's find out, nightmare. I know. Come to find out it wasn't a real period. It was like a pregnancy thing. It was uh, like bodies. I don't know, something like scientific that I can't really explain. But I I found out because like I started um to my breasts started to feel very, very swollen, and I noticed they were like significantly bigger. And right. I was like, "What is going on here?" Um, and it just didn't feel like period boobs. It just felt like something completely different. Yeah. So I finally sucked it up and I took a test, um, and it was positive. And I was in, I was living with my, you know, with my aunt at the time. So I was in my bathroom and I was sitting there watching it and. Um, I, you know, I had bought this, like, cheap pregnancy test that had, it came with two. I think it was, like, from the dollar store. It was, like, such a, I don't, I don't know. I was, like, this can't be right. It was a cheap test, but right. it was definitely right. I took both of them. They were both super positive. Like, the lines were bright, bright pink. And I was just, like, I can't believe it. Um, and the first person I texted was my best friend. And Do you remember exactly what you said to her? I was just, like, holy shit, I'm pregnant. <laughs> like, that's literally what I texted her. And she was like, no, you're not. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, yeah, and I was just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Um, and I, like, actually cried in the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> so God. Was, I feel emotional. It was actually a very like, sad moment for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, you know, you're talking about, like, you know, being in this sort of, like, transitional moment with your relationship and your life and not that soon out of college. So it's like right. you have these big plans. You have this amazing job. Like, this was just the last thing that you're expecting right. to happen. Um, what? So one thing I have always, like, thought about is, you know, and we're going to keep talking about this um, throughout the episode, but this idea that there's so much conversation around women getting pregnant as teenagers. Um, but I imagine even at 22, like telling your mom would be so hard. Like, yeah. what was that conversation like? So I didn't ever tell my mom. My brother told my mom, and no. it was a very tra- it was like a very traumatizing experience for me because I got pregnant around the holidays. And, you know, at that time, family was, like, coming from all around, and we were gathering. And my brother found out because, you know, my boyfriend was like, listen, I really want to tell you this out of respect, which I was also really angry about. Right. But he was just like, But that's know, hard because right. he's such good family friends. He knows right. He was siblings. like, she's pregnant, and I love her, and I'm we're going to keep the baby, and, you know, everything's going to be fine. And he was in a rage. <laughs> like, he was just so upset because I was, um, you know, we were first-generation Americans, Like, my parents were both immigrants. So for me to have come that far and to graduate college, you know, for most Americans might not seem like a big deal. But for us, it was because, like, my parents didn't really get through high school. So he just felt like, as an older brother, he just felt like, how could you come this far and then ruin it? Like, he kept saying that, like, you're, you've ruined your life, you ruined your life. And it was, like, a really awful thing to say. Um, but I think he was just, like, genuinely concerned for me. So... He basically told my mom, like, you will never believe what Ariel did. Like, you're going to be so upset. And then 
So eventually I had to sit down with my mom and she didn't, ex- she had an idea, but then when I was like, yes, I'm pregnant, she was like, oh, thank God, I thought you were like on drugs. It was like so funny. And she was like, oh, it's okay. And she just handled it like so, like she was so excited for me. And I was like, how could you be excited? Like, I'm not married, I'm, you know, 22. And she was just like, because, you know, a child is a blessing and I know you and I know that you can handle anything that comes your way. So that's so moving. Yeah, it was great. Like she just she was so 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 supportive and like everyone in my family literally except for my brother was like so supportive. Like my aunts were supportive and I yeah. was just like genuinely shocked because I thought everyone was going to be so disappointed in me. And they were just like if you've come this far there's no reason why with all of our help, you know, a baby is going to stop you from going further. And I recognize that not everyone has that luxury of having a ginormous family that's like willing to help. Um, and I don't think I would have gotten as far if I didn't have like my mom cheering me on the whole way. Right. So, But even in some ways, and your daughter is four. and She you just ha- turned four. Just turned four. And you also have a son who's what, yes. one? He'll be one next month. He was another, oops, I'm pregnant. But I guess I never learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you were more prepared the second time around, to be surprised at least. But I was going to say, like, so your daughter is obviously very young and, like, having to have all of these conversations is, like, a long way off. But, like, I wonder if being a mom gives you more perspective on your mom's reaction in the sense is, like, as a 22-year-old, you were, like, everyone is going to be so disappointed. But, like, your mom sort of had that, like, mom instinct of knowing that what you really needed was, like, support. And in some ways, I imagine it's the same way with Ariana that, like, you love her so much that she could like yeah do something catastrophic and you would still like want to be there for her right i think that initially like i don't my mom will never ever tell me that she's disappointed in me she's just not that kind of person um and i think in some way maybe she was like you know maybe i wish that she would have been like 30 and like married right. with like you know a six-figure job and like do it the right way but I didn't and you know she she supported me the whole way because she just was like you can do it and right now you need to be positive because you're pregnant and it's not safe to you know stress out it's not at this point you know this is the decision you're gonna keep if you're gonna keep this baby you have to basically like grow a pair right <laughs> like that's essentially what she told me <laughs> so what was the hardest thing about being 22 and pregnant uh my friends yeah um uh I have like maybe at the time like five really close friends you know when you're 22 and like you're basically going to the bar like every weekend totally. and these it's like your just your squad yeah so I would say like three out of five of them were just like you have to get an abortion like they were just yeah. very unsupportive of my decision um did and that ever think, come up with your, I mean, it sounds like your mom yeah. was like, this is a blessing. Yeah, Did she mom, ever have a conversation with you She asked that? me what I wanted to do, and she was like, if you want my opinion, I think that you should have a baby, but it's your decision, you know? Um, and I had already de- decided, like, I don't know, five hours after I found out I was pregnant that I w- was going to keep the baby. But it was just hard because I felt like my friends were judging me, and then they were like, you know, like, they're, I, they're, ideas about it were just like so immature like well you're gonna miss out on you know our Thursday night party or stuff like that and I was just like yeah for a while my life is gonna change and you know you're either gonna be my friend and be there for me and work around my schedule or you're not um so I lost some friends but what mattered was that my you know closest 
two or three girls were on my side about it and they were just like you know what you can do it and like we'll be here to support you like all the way yeah so was there did you face judgment about being like a young even now you still look young yeah is actually probably sorry like a really annoying thing to say no, but do you feel like you face like what kind of judgment have you faced about I'm it i'm flattered that i look young uh well i am You're young, a total babe. it's like it's hard um it's hard for me in the professional world because a lot of women you know in a lot of in the editorial industry because this job is so demanding most women i know are not moms until at least their early 30s right you know very rarely at all in their 20s so i know that people mean well but there have been instances where like older women will be talking about their kids and I want to chime in about my kids and they'll and they will literally I literally have heard people say oh my gosh you look 17 right well no I'm not 17 but thanks um and it's like I know that I know they mean well but it is a little bit hurtful to just assume that because I'm younger I can't contribute to this conversation about motherhood um you know and one time someone said wow you don't even look like you're old enough to be a mom um and that in particular was very hurtful because ironically when the person told me that I knew I was pregnant with my second kid mm. and I was just like if only you knew right um, and it's hard because like you of course you know that people on some level mean that as a compliment oh, but totally it, but it almost feels like it comes across like you're not like you like not that you don't look old enough right. but you're not old enough right, it's right. Like the I always message. still until this day sometimes I feel like maybe I wasn't old enough to have kids but you know what matters is that I think that I'm a pretty good mom and I think you know my kids are happy and they're fed and they are clothed they have a roof over their head they live in a great neighborhood and Ariana's starting preschool next week and it's a great preschool so um, I am so fortunate to be a young mom and to be able to afford all of these things. Um, so I think that's what matters. And since you're a social media editor, I have to like ask you this before we have a million people to call. But like, I love following you on social media because, like, first of all, your kids are adorable and Thanks. you post like <laughs> such cute photos of them, but also like really funny stories. But also, like, you're really outspoken about like parenting issues and like stuff like that. Is there like, you know? Is that why is that important to you to be vocal about, you know, every issue that has to deal with parenting and moms is so controversial? And why yeah. is it important to you to be outspoken about things like that? I'm just sick of people just like talking shit. Like being a mom is so hard for any mom and any age. Like I don't care if you're that quote unquote perfect 29 years old, whatever you want to call it the perfect age to be a mom. I just feel like it's damned if you do and damned if you don't. Like you're either too young, you're either too old, you either work too much or you either don't work enough. Um, you know, if you're a stay-at-home mom, you must be just getting many petties. And if you're a working mom, you're, the nanny is raising your kid. I And I just feel like as mothers, we are always second-guessing ourselves. Like, am I doing enough? Like, oh, like, crap like I fed my kid takeout today instead of like cooking a real meal it's just like little things like that that bother us because the spotlight is always on us and never on the dads and it's just like really hurtful to see what we go through as mothers and you know I anytime something happens it's like where was the mom or like what are the you know and and I'm just like over people's judgments and especially from other mothers and like it's crazy because they'll judge you knowing their own faults like the same mom that's judging you about feeding your kid 
McDonald's one day probably opened up a can of Chef Boyardee because she was so tired last night. You know what I mean? So it's just like everyone acts like, you know, like they it's it's because we all have those confidence issues in our own motherhood. So I think that really bothers me because I think if we as women supported each other more, then we could be even better moms. And like we don't want to teach our kids that this is okay. Right, right, right. That this, like, constant policing yeah. of other people is right, which is, feels like it's, it's it's such a fever pitch. And we're going to talk to some famous moms about that idea of mom so shaming. Yes, <laughs> and surprise pregnancies. But first, I want to take a second to talk to you about Mack Weldon. They have the most comfortable underwear, sock shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants for your man. And, like, as we've discussed, men have it so easy in the world, <laughs> um, especially because us responsible fashionable women pick out their underwear and socks and shirts and undershirts for them but i love to talk about mac weldon because they believe in smart design they have premium fabrics and their shopping experience is so great at macweldon.com that's m-a-c-k-w-e-l-d-o-n my favorite mac weldon product to talk about is their line of silver underwear and shirts that are natural that naturally eliminate odor. So the whole idea is for the guy, Ariel, you can chime in if this is like real in your life, for the guy that is like wearing his undershirt or his underwear all day long and then like going to the gym and then like coming home and it's like, you stink, man, et cetera, et cetera. These Mag Weldon products are designed to fight against exactly that. Be stylish, be comfortable, and um, not be so smelly. So, <laughs> men are gross. <laughs> men are gross, exactly. <laughs> men are gross, period. Bye. So, um, if you guys, as always, I'm going to hook you up with a promo code. If you go to MacWeldon.com, that's M A C K W E L D O N, you can get 20% off using promo code COSMO. So, um, check out their products. Um, if you don't like anything that you order for that, from them, and I think you really will, but if you don't like anything, you can. Um, absolutely return it no questions asked which sounds kind of hilarious when you're talking about like sending back a pair of like used <laughs> underwear but anyway macweldon.com check it out use promo code cosmo to get 20 percent off and now we are going to go ahead and hop on the phone with our first guest up next we've got two mommy besties you know them best from a little show called the jersey shore they went on to star in their own mtv spinoff and now they're gearing up for the second season of their youtube series moms with attitude please welcome snooki and Wow. hi nicole how Je- hi jenny how are you guys good how are you Hi. Hi. So we're talking all about pregnancy today, and the title of today's episode is actually Oops, I'm Pregnant. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Wondering if the two of you can share the story about when you guys found out you were pregnant. And I don't know why I said that, like, you're one person who found out you were pregnant together, but I'd love if you could both answer that question is where I'm going with that. Um, Yeah, sure. Um, Obviously, it was uh, unexpected. Just because, you know, we were still doing Jersey Shore, and I was 24 years old and wasn't really ready to have a kid yet, so it was very unexpected for me. But, I mean, once I found out I was pregnant and I knew, you know, it was with the love of my life, I was like, great, I'm good. I think we could do this, but we have to do it because we don't have a choice. <laughs> so, um, you know, I literally just closed the door to, like, partying and alcohol and cigarettes, and I was like, great, i got to grow up and be a mom now, so... It was definitely scary and unexpected, but, um, you know, the best thing that's ever happened to me. And Jenny, what about for you? From Luani, she was kind of planned. Um, I said to Roger, well, 
give it like these next couple of months and see what happens. But for Grayson, completely was not expecting it. Uh, I was getting married. So when I found out with him, I kind of freaked out thinking, oh, my God, my dresses aren't going to fit. I can't <laughs> on my wedding day. Even though I'm so excited that I'm pregnant again, I was just expecting to, like, like everyone says, like, a second you blow up so much faster and you show so much faster, I was like, I don't know what to tell my dress people. I have to return them. I'm going to cancel the wedding. I don't want to be a fat bride. <laughs> but for whatever reason, I didn't gain the weight. I was super happy. We actually announced the pregnancy at... Um, during my wedding, and they both were like, yeah, cool. The most, yeah, it was both pregnancies, both experiences were amazing, but that one was a little bit of a freak out moment. Well, that was actually part of the reason that we wanted to do this episode for Cosmo today is like, for whatever reason, I feel like there's so much conversation around teen pregnancy and like, what if you get pregnant when you're a teenager and your whole life is over? But basically everyone I know that got pregnant in their 20s, there was some element of surprise to it. And I think that was part of the reason we wanted to have this conversation is the idea of like, you spend so much time talking about like a 16 year old getting pregnant. But what about that surprise moment of you know, not expecting it if you're in your 20s or even in your 30s. Um, And so you guys both have a little bit of that, like, you both have that kind of story of like, oh, my God, I wasn't expecting this. Who for each of you was the first person you told when you were pregnant? I told Jenny because that's a best friend, too. Oh, shut up. Jenny, what about you? She told me, but then I held it with her because I wanted to surprise her at the wedding. So she was so pissed at me. <laughs> twice. She didn't tell me. Twice. <laughs> so, Snooki, you were always telling, and Jenny, you were <laughs> withholding. Withholding, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, well, with Grayson, I uh, found out in my bathroom, like most women, and yeah. I came yeah. flipping out of my bathroom like oh my effing god I can't believe this I'm pregnant Roger thought I was like lying and like pulling a joke and I was like so mad at him I was like no I'm not go F yourself I'm not being a fat bride the wedding's off and I stormed off so I told you for that one Um, so when you have that sort of like surprise freak out oh my god I wasn't expecting this moment like like, how long does it take between, like, oh, my God, I wasn't expecting this, I don't want to be a fat bride, to being, like, okay, I'm cool with this? Like, does that take two hours or two days or two weeks? Any day now? <laughs> I would say, for me personally, it was just a couple of days. Yeah. And just so... to, like, let that um, time slip. You know, you just got to let it all sink in and just, like, let the time... Like, everything's going to be okay. All right, got to figure it out. It's going to work. I'm sure, like, everyone has that moment. And then once you start, like, planning and, and, like, letting it digest, it's fine. Yeah. One thing that I feel like you always see in the movies is this idea of, like, a girl who thinks she's pregnant taking a pregnancy. Like, there's always, like, that scene where you're, like, running, they're running through the store and buying, like, 10 pregnancy tests, which, like, I feel like everyone who's ever bought a pregnancy test, which is literally any breathing woman um, (laughs) knows that you would never do that because they're like expensive but there's something very social about the way it's always depicted in the movies but I think for a lot of women like 
Jenny, I liked what you said about like I was in I found out in the bathroom. Like there's <laughs> usually you're sort of like completely alone in that moment. Did you guys feel that way? Like you know, eventually you told each other as best friends, but there's I feel like there must be something very alone about sort of this realization of like, oh my god, I peed on this stick. I mean, it's definitely terrifying because, you know, it's, it's scary to be pregnant and then you don't have to take care of this life forever and, like, responsible for this little person. So that moment of, like, peeing on the stick alone in the bathroom is terrifying because you don't know if it's going to say yes or no. And then if it says no, then you got kind of excited to be pregnant, so then you're disappointed, but, like, okay. But then if you are pregnant, you're freaking out. So, yeah, that moment is just very emotional. Right. I would say those like two moments, those two minutes are so long too. Yeah, the two minutes of like waiting yeah. for the thing to change. Oh my god! Like how long could it possibly take to get the result? It's like the scariest feeling ever to sit there and watch that like line just go across, and you're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, for like <laughs> the whole minute. It's just like the scariest yeah, it's feeling. Like watching water like getting, you know, to the point of boiling. It's just. It's like this, this long, drawn-out process. You just you need to walk you away. You just stare at it. You don't even move. Right. Yeah, like, you just you need to walk away. I mean, you can't, even though you say that to people, they never listen. But it is. The best thing is to go do something and come back to it. Did, did any of you, mm-hmm. and Ariel has two kids as well. She's the other person in the room with me. Did any of you actually take more than one pregnancy test? Because that's literally what they always do in the movies. Oh, yeah. So Lorenzo, I took like twenty. So you want you were like, I gotta make sure. Gianni's freaking out. <laughs> yeah, because I wasn't sure. Like some some of the lines are fainted, but it's there. And Gianni was um, I was calling with the company saying it's kind of there, but it's not. And they're like, well, if it's kind of there, then you know you're pregnant. So after that, he went to the store and bought like ten more. Oh my god! Wait, he literally called like the <laughs> number on the back of the box. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. He's like, I see it, but I don't. Like <laughs> having a conversation with like the the, the lady at the company. Um, that is hilarious, and actually, I've never <laughs> thought about this before. But those people that answer the phones, like that one eight hundred number on the back of the box, must say that ten thousand times a day. Like every person that calls them panicked. They're like, oh, yes, yeah. that means you're pregnant. <laughs> yes, really. Yeah. yeah. There are a lot of people's therapists during that time. Right, I'm sure. Um, so how did you guys make the decision, um, Nicole, starting with you, like how did you make the decision of when you would tell, you know, you're obviously in the public eye and have a huge following. How did you make the decision of when to announce that publicly and let your fans know? I just wanted to wait until everything was okay. Like, you're, you know, you're supposed to wait like three months because that's when you're done with all the testing. You want to make sure your baby's healthy and everything's going well. Because God forbid you announce it early, and then you know you have a miscarriage or something, and you have to deal with that through the through the public. And you know that's like, I feel like that's no one's business. And you know you can deal with that in your own way. If God forbid that happens. So I wanted to wait, you know, far enough to the point where I knew everything was going well and we were good, we were pregnant, we were healthy. Um, so I waited like to the to, uh, the three to four months. And was there a same? And how did you announce it? Um, I don't know. I feel like it was on a cover somewhere because um, <laughs> you know it was like 
national news that I could get pregnant and be a mom. So, um, you know, every magazine kind of wanted me to share my story with them. So, right. um, yeah, I think I did it on a cover of something. I don't remember what, though. Um, and Nicole, I know you've been on the Cosmo podcast and we've talked about this before and you guys have both talked a lot about this in the press, but like, obviously, you know, Jersey's Shore when it first came out was like all about like partying and being crazy. And I feel like you guys have sort of had to say again and again and again, like my life changed when I became a mom. Like I, you know, you even said that when we first jumped into this conversation, Nicole, like, you know, when I found out I was pregnant, like I changed my life and I wasn't going out and being crazy. And, you know, obviously the the way you guys rose to fame on the show is part of the reason you're maybe always having to defend that. But I also think there's a universal reason there, which is that people just love to shame and blame moms for every single thing that they do, which I know on like Moms with Attitude is a part of what you guys are addressing. Do you feel, you know, how do you guys sort of deal with being under this constant microscope for the way that you are parenting your kids? I mean, it's definitely annoying when, you know, we're always being compared to the party stage in our lives, but, I mean, people grow up and they move on. Um, and, you know, yes, it was how we rose to fame, and it was awesome, and it was so great, but, you know, now times are different. We're married, we have kids now, we still like to go out and have fun, you know, but most of our lives now revolve around the kids, so... Um, yeah, it's definitely annoying, but, you know, everything that we did on Jersey Shore reflected nothing to how we are as moms. Right. So I think people sometimes get that, you know, mixed up, like, mixed up, like, yeah, we were on the show and we had kids. Like, no, we were on the show when we were young, and then the show was over, and then we got married and had kids. So, um, people are just annoying sometimes. <laughs> people are so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> Um, is there anything, like, in particular, like, there's so many, like, of the mommy wars out, you know, in the world now and all this debate over the right and wrong way to parent, you know, is there anything out there, any debates you guys have heard about recently that you just, like, totally roll your eyes at and think is, like, completely ridiculous? Like, anything that really drives you crazy? Like, I can't believe people are even talking about this. The one that bothered me the most, not, I only want to say the most, but, like, just, like, random things, like, what was it, Posh Spice kissing her daughter on the lip? Oh, yeah. Oh, like, my God. Like, how are they even making news out of this? Like, why is this even news? Like, where, like, this is, and that's, like, when a whole thing, it's just annoying because they feel like no matter what you do, how you do it, and where, when, why, some, and I call them troll, is going to basically talk shit about it. You know, whether you're kissing your daughter or your two-year-old has a binky or this one has something or this has another, like they just always, someone will always have a problem with like how you parent or how you live your life. Or if me and Nicole, like last night, had a drink together. Well, now we're terrible moms because we had the night off to go to the VMAs and have drinks and cocktails after. But because we did that, you're not supposed to do that. So you're, you know, you're an awful mom and you're just like you were on the Jersey Shore. Like it's just all me, just ridiculous and, you know, it annoys me. <laughs> right. You guys have to deal with that constantly, like every move you make. Um, and we are about out of time here. But before we go, I would love for you guys each to say you both had dealt with some surprise pregnancies and having to sort of defend your parenting to the world. But can you guys each say what has been the best and sort of most rewarding part about being a mom? Oh, my God, your kids. Like, 
there, no matter how stressed, how bad the day was, and me and Nicole were talking about this the other night, when I see my kids sleep and they're sleeping next to me or sleeping on top of me or just <laughs> and you look at them and you just like start tearing up because you're like oh my god I created that like Aww. nothing else in this world matters at that moment and you're like I created that those are my children those are my legacy they're perfect they're gorgeous they're beautiful they're just like the most perfect little human beings ever but then they wake up <laughs> and then you're like go away you're so annoying <laughs> that is the realest thing I have ever like so true your heart melts <laughs> um, and Nicole anything to add about a best most rewarding thing yeah I would say the same thing about Jenny and you know just having your little munchkins that you created that look like you that are perfect but also very annoying and stressful <laughs> you know but it's all worth it because they're amazing um so before we have to go can you guys tell us about the second season of your youtube series you know when does it air and what's a little like teasing snippet you can give people to entice them to tune in it's starting uh, well September. basically like our season one yeah you can go <laughs> Oh, no, no, it just starts in September, and it's just like that, season one, go 90, um, road trips with our children, uh, I'm wanting to take Nicole to a haunted house and just scare the crap out of her, and so basically, fun. yeah, just the reality with our children, continuing, but on Horizons Go 90. Awesome. Well, thank you guys both so much for calling in. It's always great to talk to you. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. So those of you who tune into the podcast all the time know that I'm always like sort of making an attempt to live my best and healthiest life. A huge struggle for me actually is eating healthy. I'm like so a get home at 10 p.m. and order a slice of pizza kind of girl. But that is why I'm so excited to talk about Sunbasket. So if you are like me and don't have the time to like do the responsible grocery store planning thing, you will love Sunbasket. Sunbasket delivers delicious healthy recipes and fresh ingredients straight to your door and you can prepare every meal in just 30 minutes or less. It's healthy cooking made easy. All of their food is organic non-GMO ingredients, which is so important for me so important to me from the best farms and fishermen everything is seasonable seasonal and sustainably sourced they offer all kinds of like special diets none of which apply to me (laughs) but if you are paleo or gluten free or interested in vegetarian options they will hook you up with whatever you need everything is created by an award-winning chef and approved by nutritionists so each meal comes with pre-measured fresh ingredients and easy to follow directions and it's delicious Go to sunbasket.com slash Cosmo today and you can get your first three meals totally for free. That's sunbasket.com slash Cosmo to get three healthy, easy to prepare meals for free. Ariel, you're totally going to try this, are you? Is this like <laughs> yes. a busy mom's dream? <laughs> yes, I like try so hard to eat healthy, but it's like so bad. The struggle is so real. I mean, this is, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but I literally had tacos. This is embarrassing. I had tacos for dinner five nights last week oh my god Monday that's amazing it was like such an accident anyway so sun basket <laughs> it will save you check it out um and let me know what you guys think of it welcome to play it a new podcast network featuring radio and tv personalities talking business sports tech entertainment and more play it at play.it We've known our next guest 
since she was just a kid on Nickelodeon's Zoe 101. And now she's taking the country music world by storm with her new single, Sleepover, which is available on iTunes and everywhere now. Please welcome Jamie Lynn Spears. Hi, Jamie. Hi, how are y'all? Good. Oh, y'all, that was so cute. <laughs> You're so country. <laughs> it's the end of the day, and I'm like, you know, I'm, well, I just finished working all day and stuff. Like, when I'm tired, sometimes my accent comes out more. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. You're extra Southern at the end of the day. I love it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so, as you know, we're talking on the Cosmo podcast today about girls who got unexpected, unexpected, unexpectedly pregnant. I can't even say that. What's wrong with me? Um, and your story is an interesting one because you were 16 and the star of this giant Nickelodeon show when you found out you were pregnant. Can you sort of take us back to that moment when you found out? Well, I had actually finished shooting, Zoe. I mean, I was done contractually. I was done shooting. But um, I was, you know, I was right on the heels of just finishing up this wonderful show on Nickelodeon. And and I was just about to, you know, be a normal person for a little bit and kind of do what normal kids do. And I had a boyfriend who I thought I was in love with. And, you know, you're young, and I think that sometimes um, we leave with our hearts more young because we're a little bit more careless with our hearts. And I just guess that that's kind of where I was. And before long, you know, I found that I was pregnant, and I was absolutely, I was, um, I was extremely shocked. But at the same time, I was, um, I felt this major responsibility for all the young girls who had looked up to me for all those years. So it's kind of like it was, it was not just me dealing with it, it was also dealing with the repercussions of how other, how other young girls might look at it. And I can imagine, you know, you live your life out in front of a camera and you have millions of fans. Like, were you, how did you feel like this would affect your image or your brand at the time? Well, at the time, truthfully, um, you know, I definitely felt the weight of of all these young girls who had looked up to me. But at the time, my main focus was I'm bringing another life into this world. So an image and a brand and all that didn't matter. It was about what am I going to do stay sane to be able to sleep every night. That's what I kind of based my decisions off of. It wasn't really an image thing. At that point in time, it was a much bigger picture. I was, I was going to bring a baby into this world. So I had to start thinking about, you know, a lot less superficial things and more about what kind of life I was going to create in the future for me and my daughter. Right. You know, one thing I think is weird is that there's a lot of conversation about teen pregnancy and, you know, the sort of idea of, like, how did this happen? And it's like, well, <laughs> you have sex with someone. Yeah. Like, that's how it happens. <laughs> you know, it's almost like, yeah. I, I don't know if the mystery is really, if there is mystery. I think that it's, I think that us as a young girl, I was naive, probably, to the, the situations I was putting myself in. And I think that that's the, the thing, is maybe children, we're just fearless when we're young. We just don't really know the repercussions of anything. And I think that um, making the conversation more open is, and I know it's a cliche thing to say, but it really, you know, I, for me, in my case, I was too embarrassed to go to the doctor and get birth control because I thought people were making on a Nickelodeon show. Right. What are, you, what are you doing? Like, I was so embarrassed. And, and it shouldn't be that way. It, sh- it should be a part of our health and taking care of ourselves. And, of course, I hope, you know, I hope everyone waits until they meet the person they want to be with forever. That's the dream, and that's what I would hope everyone gets to do with their life. But a lot of times it's not that way. And so we have to be smart, and we have to kind of get ahead of ourselves before we make mistakes. Right. And I think I think there's something really real about saying that, like, 
you know, you were on a Nickelodeon show, so maybe there was an, a special level of embarrassment about going to a doctor. But I think a lot of 16-year-old girls, even the embarrassment of, like, I don't want my mom to know. And something else I think about a lot, you know, working in the magazine you know, industry, and I also work at Seventeen Magazine in addition to Cosmo. But you know, we give this advice a lot that's sort of like go to your health clinic. It's like, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I grew up in the yeah. middle of nowhere, Ohio. There's no like, you know, like what yeah, do you I do? Mean, like that, Google Clinic, you know? Like for me, like maybe in a city where you can walk places. And I can, no, me like you gotta have you gotta be driven everywhere. You got, and I was sixteen, so my mom didn't just let me drive anywhere I wanted. You know, right. it wasn't like I could just go, you know, do those kinds of things and. um you know, it's a it's a tricky situation, and it's just about. I don't know if there's any right or wrong answer. There's just it, I just feel like it's something that we have to accept happens in this world, and how do we um, how do we you know how do we help young girls be able to make decisions, but also help protect them from from some decisions as well. Mm-hmm. Who was the first person you told when you were pregnant? Um, it was my friend, Jessica. She was with me when I took the test. So uh, it was like we kind of both really found out right there in that moment. So I would have to say that was who it was. Right. One thing we were kind of joking about was this idea that in movies, someone always goes to the store and buys like 50 pregnancy tests. <laughs> like that's always a scene in movies. Was it yeah. like that for you? Like where you were like, got to take a million tests. Like, do you, rem- you know, like even being a teen and like, how do you like pick it up from CVS or whatever, you know? Well, I didn't. My um, I, my friend knew a, a lady who was older who actually had children of her own. She was kind of a lady we'd all confided in. Like, just um, we'd grown up with her, but she was just older than us. Mm-hmm. And so um, we actually had her get the pregnancy test. So that way I could go and take it at her house and kind of, and just kind of, you know, not have to really go in there and do that. But a lot of girls don't even have that, don't even have that situation. So it was nice that I had, you know, someone that I could, to go do that for me because I was definitely not going in the store to buy a test. Right, right. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine. Um, so then you took a step back from the limelight to raise your daughter. What went into that decision? Um, well, I think I, you know, starting at nine years old, I think it was it was time for me to really step back and figure out what everyday life is, to figure out how to be the best person I could be for my daughter and create the life I wanted for her. And even though I was out of the spotlight, I was still coming to Nashville, and I actually lived in Nashville for a little bit, so I was constantly writing music, and I was I was doing all the behind-the-scenes work that really counts in the end, but um, I did it out of the spotlight. I really wanted to, um, you know, take time to figure out who I was as a person. Not only was I a young mother, but I was a young girl who needed to figure out who she was. Right. What have you learned the most about being a mom? Um... You learn how to be a lot more selfless, mm-hmm. and um, you also learn, I guess, to be a lot less petty because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just like you know, you got a screaming baby on a plane. Nothing really, you know, the little things that you used to complain about don't matter. And yeah. um, also, just the the purpose it gives you every day um, is really what's changed my life. I feel such a sense of purpose purpose as a mother, no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. And what would you say to like? you know, you still have a huge base of young fans. Like, what do you feel like you want 16-year-old girls out in the world to know? Um, I just want them to know that they're, they don't have to feel like a bad person or, or anything for feeling these normal feelings that every other, you know, young teenager feels. And 
to be open and honest about it because in the end that will be you know that will um that will be kind of what saves you sometimes it's just it's hard to do that but just really kind of embrace it and be open and honest and um and don't feel like anything's wrong with you for that there's nothing wrong with the way you feel so just embrace it ask questions and do what you feel is right do you and Brittany ever give each other a mommy advice <laughs> yeah I mean of course where I mean it's different because she has boys and I have a little girl so it's nice you get to trade off you know but it's different because um you know, she gets to spoil my little girl, and I get to hang with the boys when we're together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what did you think of her VMA's performance? <laughs> um, I thought it was fabulous. I think that um, I think it was a great night for VMA's, but I think that more than anything, it was just uh, great to see her back up on that stage, looking beautiful and having fun. And and it was uh, you could tell there was a lot of happiness and confidence there. And I think that to me was what made it the most the best performance to me. Yeah, she's amazing. I've seen her in Vegas twice and hopefully a third time soon. Um, this is kind of like a funny side question, but what do you think about, what is your professional and personal opinion on teens using slang, the word mom as slang? Like, wait, what do you mean? You know how, like, people will say that as a compliment, like, yeah. mom, <laughs> like, meaning, like, almost like a role model, like a cool person that they look up to. Have you heard people say that? I feel like people say I it about... I have not heard... I hear my daughter say mom 50 million times a day. I guess I don't even hear it when other people say it. <laughs> I feel like it's a big thing on social yes. media. So, like, I know okay, once, maybe like, Lord. Maybe, you know what? Maybe I should spend more time on social media. I don't know. But, yeah, I hear the word mom enough. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think that'll be a slang that we'll be picking up. <laughs> Um, yeah, you well, you're plenty busy. Um, and on that note, um, you're working on a new country music project. What can you tell us about it? Um, you know, well, like I said, I, I moved to Nashville when my daughter was very young, and I started writing here, and I, I've moved back to Louisiana since, but I just kind of um, really fell in love with writing music and really fell in love with telling my story. So I put together some songs that I'm very, very proud of, uh, Lee Sleepover, of course, and um, I'm kind of learning right now at this stage, I'm learning to embrace the fun side of myself, and I think that's what the tone of the music is, and uh I'm hoping that everybody loves it, especially girls. I think us girls, we need to we need to not be hard on ourselves, and we need to have a lot more fun and and uh, not feel bad about it. So that's kind of what I, the theme of my music right now. For sure, I love that. I'm always down to <laughs> be less serious and have more fun. Um, yeah. This I know this is a long ways off, but do you think about what like do you think about having conversations with your daughter about sex? Like, is that already on your mind as a parent? Um, you know. I think have come up before and like in my head not, and not with her I'm talking in my head like right. scenarios I'll see something on TV or something and I I definitely think I'll I'll have the conversation 1000% I'll have the conversation but I think that you as a parent have to decide what's the right way to go about it with your child so I think at that time that place when she's old enough I will be able to tell what's the best way to go about it with my daughter because I know her personality I know what will make her feel open and comfortable to talk about it and I think that um you know you kind of just have to judge it off of that you can't you can't judge something off of one thing is it perfect for everyone right so you as a person are going to have to decide what's perfect for you and your child and and I believe that me and my daughter will figure that out you know we figured a lot of things out she's eight years old now and 
we're enjoying that, and hopefully that conversation will go as good as the last eight years have gone. Right, right. <laughs> um, and before we have to let you go back to your busy life of being a mom and having this bustling music career, um, I want to give Arielle a chance to ask you any questions that she has, mom to mom. <laughs> She's also a mom of two. She has a daughter and a son. Um, yes, I do have a question. How do you deal with people judging your parenting styles? Because it's something I deal with all the time as a young mom. So I'm just curious, you know. Well, I totally hear you. Like, for me, a lot of times, sometimes I try not to let myself go there because even my husband's like, what are you doing? Like, you're a great mom. I'll, I'll want to make sure, because I was a young mother, I never want that to be an excuse for anyone to ever think that I'm less than the mother that I should be. My daughter deserves the best mom in the world, so I always put this pressure on myself to be that person. But what I've figured out now is there's no such thing as the perfect parent, and any parent who makes you feel like you're less than, that's bad parenting there, and that's not something you should be putting in your child's head. I think that you've got to know that there's not one way to raise a child. There's only a perfect parent for the perfect child. Like, you have to be the parent for your child. I think that's the hardest thing for us is like mothers is we see one parent doing something this way and we're like, oh my God, we should be doing this or we should be doing that. But no, you have to do what's right for your child because no two children are the same. So therefore no two parenting styles can be the same. So you can't compare yourself. I just tell myself, do not compare yourself. As long as your child is happy and content, then I'm pretty sure you're doing an okay job. And my mama told me that if you're feeling guilty, that's what makes you a good mom. <laughs> that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if you weren't a good mom, you wouldn't care. Exactly. <laughs> definitely true well thank you so much Jamie Lynn it was so great to catch up with you and thank you for sharing your story I think it's so important to have these kinds of open conversations about things that people don't always like want to talk about because that is kind of you know how we remove the shame around like a surprise pregnancy no matter if you're 16 or 26 or my age (laughs) thanks so much well thank you all so much y'all have a good day you You too. too bye 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 When we think about unplanned or unexpected pregnancies, we typically think about women in their teens or early 20s. But our next guest was actually 43 years old when she got unexpectedly pregnant. She was already the mother of a son and two twin girls when the universe had other plans. Please welcome Kara Payuk. Hi, Kara. Hi. So, Kara, you had a son already, and then you had twin daughters, and then you were in your 40s, and you were like, no more kids, and then what happened? <laughs> well, you know, I got, uh, I found my husband late in life, so we didn't know if we were going to have any issues having kids, so we threw out the birth control very early on, and I got pregnant immediately with my son, and then secondary infertility settled in, and it took us a couple of years to have the twins. Um, and I had them at 21, or sorry, not at 21. I wish I had them at 21. I had them at 41. <laughs> and at that point, um, I was really done. I mean, it was it was a lot of work to have twins, probably at any age, but I think it might have been maybe a little easier in my 20s. So I feel to- exhausted just hearing about that, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also nursed them exclusively for five months. So wow. I... I can barely remember anything from that time. So we were good. We were we were happy with our family, and um, we had to somehow start discussing birth control, which is sort of an odd thing to do in your 40s because you think a lot about it in your late teens, early 20s, and here I am, 42 now, thinking about birth control. Right. And 
the truth is, is we weren't really having a lot of sex <laughs> because of the twins and my toddler. Yeah, and yeah you had, had a lot going on. <laughs> right, and I had the secondary infertility. So really, what were the chances that I was going to get pregnant anyway? Um, so we decided after talking quite a bit that he was going to get a vasectomy. So um, like many men and women, um, he procrastinated for months in making the appointment. Right. And he finally made the appointment, and it was for three weeks later, and we happened to have sex. During those it, right, weeks. it was like celebrate, celebratory <laughs> for scheduling your appointment sex. <laughs> right. It was literally the last ovulation ever that I could possibly get pregnant in my entire life and the chances were slim to none because I had infertility and I was 43 and what were the chances and uh, sure enough I woke up with heartburn one night and for me that was a telltale sign oh you're kidding I've never heard that heartburn yeah I reached for my giant thing of Tums that I had never gotten rid of from my previous pregnancy (laughs) and um and went online to order the cheapo pregnancy test. You can get 50 of them for like 10 bucks. Oh, I had no idea. Uh, Keeping that in mind. <laughs> you should let everyone know about that. Right. Um, if you're, if you're a, a big tester like I am, uh, they're very handy. So um, I quickly found out that um, I was indeed pregnant and stunned. 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 <laughs> Um, that is a really amazing story about <laughs> sort of like in some ways against all odds. How long did it take to go from being stunned to feel anything besides that emotion? Um, I got angry pretty quickly at my husband for procrastinating on the vasectomy. Yeah, I, I totally be- blame him. <laughs> <laughs> I was really not happy. Um, of course, I would have, I mean, I had already started the countdown that it was six months away when the twins were going to go to preschool half days and I could get a bit of a life back to myself. And this was a total change of course in my head. And um we would have welcomed the baby, of course, and it would have been a blessing, absolutely. But it was a, it was really hard to wrap my head around it. And um, my husband, the man that he he did feel quite badly because he had a vasectomy on um, the Friday. He still had the vasectomy, and my birthday was the Saturday. And um, he did not stay at home on ice. He actually took me to New York to celebrate. Oh my gosh. Because he felt so bad. This was like a real busy few weeks for you guys. (laughs) Um, Um, Yeah. So you're very candid in a piece you wrote for the New York Times about not thinking you would be even, you know, able to have the baby. So talk a little bit about that. And just, you know, again, this, what we're talking about on the podcast today is this idea of surprise pregnancies. We're literally calling the episode, Oops, I'm Pregnant. And I think what's interesting to me about that idea is there's so much conversation, weirdly, about that for teenagers, but a lot of women end up you know, having that oops, I'm pregnant moment in completely different circumstances. So kind of what was that like for you? Um, well, it, it, it was, um, even now, it's, it's really hard to wrap my head around. It was just such a, a stunning sort of event. I remember calling my OBGYN to get in there as soon as possible to confirm it because I, I just thought it was unbelievable. Um, we did find out fairly early on that the pregnancy 
was most likely not going to be viable. So I was really caught in this weird space where I couldn't be excited about it and I couldn't be sad that it wasn't going to happen because I was still pregnant even though I knew it wasn't going to last. Mm -hmm. Um, I did uh, speak to a friend of mine whose husband uh, is a urologist and she did tell me that she hears stories of this all the time of men who get vasectomies and then don't go in for their testing afterwards and women my age get pregnant all the time thinking that their husbands are sterile and they're not. Hmm. So it's actually not terribly uncommon. Um, I think possibly with our, my secondary infertility and my age and the vasectomy schedule, it was um, maybe a little bit more shocking right. <laughs> um, than a typical, oops, I'm 45 and thought I couldn't get pregnant and we didn't use birth control. I mean, right. the chances were very small I was going to get pregnant, but, you know, things happen. Things happen. <laughs> Babies happen. So update us on your life now. Uh, so um, so my husband did get the vasectomy. I will not get pregnant again. Mm-hmm. I am I am good where I'm at. The, my girls turned three in April and started full-time preschool uh, four days ago. Oh, my gosh. What was <laughs> that like, like as a parent? Um, it's not terribly exciting yet because my six-year-old is still at home and completely bored without his sisters to play with. Uh. He goes to he goes back to school on Wednesday. So in the next week or so, I'm probably going to stay in my pajamas and stay in bed for a week trying to catch up on sleep from the last few years. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and then I can get back to writing and I'm a photographer, so I can start doing more of that. I've, I've put a lot off and, and it's been hard. I, you know, I love my kids and I love spending time with them, but it's been really hard to put sort of my interests on a back burner. I don't know how any, you know, and I like say this to Ariel all the time because she, you know, has two kids and just like works nonstop. It just, I don't, I'm so in awe of all of you moms. I can barely like get my own self through life on a daily basis. I don't know how anyone, you know, raises little humans and also, you know, has any time for their own life. I'm just in awe of all moms all the time. Oh, you know... I appreciate that. Um, I don't do it gracefully most of the time. I really don't. We don't have family around. Yeah. There's really not, like, anyone to help out. And, um, you know, I'm I'm very ungraceful about it. Uh, but, you know, you do your best. And I, I look at my kids, and they seem to be doing pretty well. So I must be doing something right, I'd like to think, at least for the moment. Um, I think so. you're doing lots of things right. <laughs> um so, so we're good now. We're, we're happy. I'm not a very sort of melancholy person where I look back and say, oh, I wish I had one more. I, I wish I, I could nurse again. Having twins definitely helped me get over the wanting another one. Right. Um, so I'm really enjoying the moment that they're in every day. Right, right. And when you sort of like look back on the whole experience, it sounds like you have a lot of perspective and feel very like happy with the way things have turned out. But have there been any big like takeaways for you? Um, I really, the big takeaway, which I've always had, but we often get a reminder of it, is that we can plan all we want, but the universe sort of has another plan for us. Mm. And you sort of have to sort of just give up control to a certain degree. 
Um, if I if that pregnancy was viable against all odds, this child would have been a blessing, mm-hmm. and we would have embraced it. And it might have had a change of course in my head and in my plans. But uh, I really, it was a reminder that you know we don't have so much control over things. Right. You know, I think that's a really good point, but there is a weird pressure on women. I think there's a way that, I mean, women are judged for every decision they make and everything they do all the time. That's just the world that we live in. But there's certainly an expectation around pregnancy that, like, women should always be in control. And, you know, like, there's been so much conversation around how... (laughs) <laughs> that isn't really put on men and and things like that. But, um, you know, it's kind of interesting in some ways to hear you say you don't have as much control as you expect because, of course, that's the case. And, of mm-hmm. course, that's the way things happen. But I think it's hard for people to accept that about women. Yeah, women have a tough time with it. I mean, I... I work from home and I have many people that assume I don't work at all and I sit and I eat bonbons all day. and. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of expectations on women. We're supposed to work. We're supposed to be super moms. We're supposed to volunteer at all of our kids' activities. And um, someone gave me a great piece of advice, another editor, actually, last year. She said, don't volunteer for anything for six months. Just see what it's like. Best advice ever. <laughs> well, that is a great <laughs> note to end on. Volunteer for nothing. <laughs> no, but I think there's a lot of truth in that. Well, thank you so much, Kara. I appreciate it so much. And, you know, th- these are really hard things to talk about. And I loved your piece in The Times. And thank you for coming on and talking about all these things that maybe don't get enough attention. Um, My pleasure. Anytime. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. So, Ariel, thank you so much for making time to join me in the studio today. Oh, my gosh. I'm always down to talk about being a mom. (laughs) And we have to end by saying, like, I know we sort of at the top of the episode talked about some of the struggles and some of the the mom shame and this, like, scary moment of finding out you're pregnant. But I know you just love your kids so, so much. And they're so cute and adorable. Can you maybe talk about, like, a favorite moment where you felt so proud to be a mom? Um, It was actually, like, this past week Um, I received Ariana's preschool papers in the mail and it had like it listed like her school supplies which was like a change of clothes (laughs) which is like weird but anyway oh my god because they like because they they, like still pee pee on themselves (laughs) but it was like a change of clothes and it had like a little name tag and it had her teacher's name and you know a list of like lunches blah blah blah. and anyway I showed it to her and she was just like so excited she was like what's my teacher's name and just seeing the excitement and her on her face just to go to school and like she's been asking me ever since like am I going to school today am I going to school today it's just like I just feel like she's only four and I'm already raising like the sweetest little girl oh my in the gosh. world and like just That's and so even cute. the way that she plays with you know her baby brother Isaiah it's just like she just loves him so much and she's just like a loving child and I can't believe that I created such a human that is so cute I'm like literally have goosebumps and feel teary eyed but no it's like it's <laughs> she's not like a deadbeat four year old no, she is like an ambitious like, like yes she's little... like so excited oh that is so cute that is so cute and um final takeaway is anything that you learned from talking to any of our um three guests about their oops I'm pregnant moments um well I learned that 
Nicole and Jenny are both hilarious and awesome moms and they're just like mom goals I love the way they make time to hang out with each other and still keep their friendship strong which I think is hard I mean they're both moms now so like it's it's probably a little easier but I think that's hard to do when you you know have two small children especially and you're like balancing being superstars um and also like I asked Jamie a question obviously about how she handles um backlash and people judging her parenting and I just thought her response was so touching and so like um important and it really changed my perspective because I am always always worried about if I am doing a good enough job and by her saying you know being worried means you're you're being a good mom just really changed my whole perspective on that it it was a great question and her response was really heartfelt and I will also say like good for Jamie Lynn I mean like not every star is necessarily like sure I will come on and talk about this thing that happened when I was 16 but I feel like you can tell from talking to her first of all that she loves her daughter so much and like takes being a mom really seriously but also that she thinks it's important to share her story right and I will say the same thing you know is true of Kara as well and you know that was kind of the side of like an un unexpected pregnancy that started off shocking but ended up being devastating in a lot of ways and I think it's just so important to have these conversations which I didn't mean to end this whole episode about super moms being like patting myself on the back (laughs) like isn't it so great that we're having these conversations (laughs) but I think it is great I think it's great to see that no matter how you became a mom at what age from what walks of life like we all are going through very similar things so well said well said um and ariel where is the best place for people to follow you now that i've like talked up your social media presence yes so you can follow me on instagram at ariel naji annoyingly with a little underscore at the end because apparently there's another person out there with my name who is she i have no idea (laughs) um at twitter is at Ariel Naji, and then the same annoying thing for Snapchat is just at sassy underscore Ariel, um, and that's it. Oh, Facebook Ariel Naji. Ariel Naji everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, you guys, I am your host at Elisa Benson, E-L-I-S-A-B-E-N-S-O-N. Please tweet me if there are topics you want to see us talk about on a future episode of the Cosmopolitan.com podcast. And I always say this. I don't even know if you guys listen to the end of the show. But if you like the podcast, you know, rate it, share it, tweet it, do whatever people do with these things. Um, and even though I'm horribly flaky with email and I have outstanding emails to like a million of you guys, I can't tell you guys really how much it makes my day to hear you when I hear from you guys and you say that you love listening it really like why am I getting emotional the podcast (laughs) is my baby that's what I'm trying to say but thank you guys so much for listening I'll see you next week bye bye such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. 
All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.